Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Yeah, good morning. Welcome to Going Greyhounds on your Thursday, February 1, right here on Sky Sports Radio. Simon Orchard with you as always, pumped for a massive weekend of chasing. The Richmond Straight Cup final on Saturday, the Summer Six Hundy final, Saturday night at Gosford, and then the Musselbrook Cup, the richest race in the history of Musselbrook, $25,000 to the winner going off on Sunday. Uh, combined, over hundred grand in prize money going out the door in those three features, and we'll chat to some of the hopefuls in a couple of those races on the show today. Craig Chaplow coming up in around six or seven minutes. He's got Embrace headed to Musselbrook for the Cup up there, but it almost didn't happen. We'll tell you why uh, in around six or seven minutes' time. A little bit of controversy last week in the heats, but thankfully common sense prevailed and Embrace will take her spot in that final. But first up this morning, Stu Hazlitt will send Has Ability around in the Summer Six Hundred final on Saturday night, and he joins me on the program to chat about his chances. Morning, Stu. Morning, Simon. How you doing? Fantastic, mate. Hey, there's a bit of symmetry lining up here, Stu. I'm not sure if you know this, but Saturday's race will fall exactly a year after Hazability had his first start in the Robert Smith <laughs> Memorial Main Series up here at the Gardens. Uh, talk us through the last 12 months with the dog, mate. Wow. Uh, one year exactly. Well, he's done one all right. Year he's won to 13 the day. races. He's won 13 races now, uh, and we've actually won five since the MDC debacle when I thought we had a chance <laughs> if we'd drawn inside and I'd still say that but anyway that's history isn't it it's gone uh, that's probably the last time we spoke on air anyway Stu just before yeah. the MDC uh, what was that was. experience like for you the dog who as I said only debuted in February last year and then found himself in the biggest race we've got uh, six months later yeah well it was very exciting that's for sure uh, I was disappointing to have that box and have that that wipeout at the first turn, um, but since then he's he's gone on from strength to strength, and I'm um, looking forward to the MDC again this year with him. We'll have another crack. You have a look through, yeah. Well, why not, mate? He's racing in fine form, and I think the beauty of him at the moment, Stu, he's racing in really good company. You look through his form. Of course, the big win at Nara uh, on Monday night, but he's come yeah. up against some absolute rockets. Idolise, Good Odds, Cobber, Rocket, Right, Nadel, Sheba. Uh, off the Richter, of course, in the heats. These are dogs who are either going places or are already at the top of their um, top of the tree, yeah, aren't they? That's true. They are. They're going places. So, like this this final on um, Saturday, you've got some really smart dogs in there. Really good ones. Phase Magic, uh, Father Rick, Zipping Ronaldo. I mean, there's not a bad one in, amongst them. I'd take any of them. Uh, <laughs> good youngster yep. on the way through. Off the Richter, he looks very promising. You don't know how, where he's going because he's only had eight starts. So he's going to be sort of, he could be around uh, sensational um, stay out later on, you know? Yeah, absolutely, uh, Stu. He debuted, of course, through the Maitland Future Star Series. I know Gary Stewart thinks he might have something special. Let's talk about the final field. You mentioned Faze Magic in the one, Father Rick yeah. in the two. They both come through that group one up in Brisbane at the start of the year. You've got a couple of Finn runners in three and eight in Zipping Ronaldo, Zipping Caleb. Yeah. Agent Spaghetti, who you tackled on Monday night at Nara. Nangar Lucy, who just is travelling more, um, yeah. more than any dog at the moment. What do you think of the final field? There, there's a lot of good dogs. As I said, I, I'd take any of them. There, there, there's not a bad dog amongst them. Um, some of them, uh, I think, are very well boxed. Uh, Father Rick, I don't know how we're going to beat him. He's going to have to uh, get pneumonia, I think, on the morning of the race. <laughs> I think he's pretty much over the line myself. 
Right, but you never know. It's a dog race, mate. It's a dog race. It is. We're talking to Stu Hazard. He's declared Father Rick at $2.40 uh, with the tabs Saturday night, the summer 600. Your bloke's $12. He'll jump from box six. Uh, yeah. It sounds obvious, but how is he going to win the race? And does he have to jump like he did at Nara on Monday night and just find the front and, and grip on? I think if he... He's, yeah, probably. You probably summed it up there. If he, if he does jump to the front, that's his best hope, although he's very strong now and he's running dogs down. Uh, mm. But this is a really classy lineup, and I don't know how much start he can give any of them and run them down. If they're going to be running 34-4-ish, he's, uh, his best time is 34-7. So it's going to take a miracle for him to run, run them down. So I'd rather see him fly out and lead and hope for a little bit of scrimmaging behind him. That's, I think that's his best option. And we know that certainly suits the Ben starts as well, Stu. You yeah. want to get out in front if you can and on the arm. Hey, what um, what has the relationship with you and your son Clint been like? Obviously, Clint does a lot of the travelling. If anyone watches the dog's coverage, I'll see Clint yeah. usually putting the dog in the box and then doing the post-race interviews after he's won. Um, is that yeah. working pretty well for you or you sit at home and watch and look after dogs there? Yeah, it's working terrific. Yeah. I like it. I don't like to travel. Um, too old for that now. So Clint's quite happy to zip around all over the country uh, and uh, and do that. Sometimes he takes a mate with him, which is good, or he meets up with the owner at the track. And you know, there's a lot of people that he's getting to know now, which is good. And uh, a lot of camaraderie going on, you know, which I think is good for people. It's one of the best parts of our sport, I reckon, yeah. uh, Stu. And look, I guess the question with his ability is what is his best distance? Because in the next couple of months, there's an absolute bevy of middle distance mm-hmm. races, which of course lead to the Country Classic in Dubbo mid-March. We've put on the Richmond mm-hmm. and the Clarence up in Grafton and Casino, obviously, in the next couple of weeks that are qualifying events or at least the road towards the Country Classic. We have the Country Classic heats around the state as well. Is that a race that has ability might target or is he going to go back to the sprinting trip? What do you think? I think uh, you must have been reading my mail. Um, no, <laughs> he's going to stick up to the longer distances, um, I feel, because um, he doesn't have a lot of early speed and those sprinting dogs are a bit too slick for him. So we're going to stick around the 600s and hopefully go to Dubbo which is a terrific race, uh, the 6.05 there in a month or so, as I think you said. And then hopefully we're going to string him out to a 7.15 at the gardens about a month Ooh, later, or maybe go. early May, maybe early May, I think. Massive target I, race there. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to go for the 7.15. Yeah, why got not? A long way to half go, a million yet. dollar, yeah, 7.15, of course. But, uh, well, the way he's going, and he pulled up fantastic after his run the other night, and he ran good time, uh, better than I thought he would have run. Uh, not that far outside of the track record. So uh, held by one of the Finn dogs. I can't think of its name. Um, someone keeping Tanya, maybe? Yeah, Tanya keeping, I think. Tanya keeping, yeah. She she was only about two and a half tenths in front of him. So so I was very pleased with the time, and, and that was his 6.30. That was uh, the furthest he's ever been. And he's pulled up a treat since then, jumping out of his skin. So uh, I think he's going to get a little bit further ground. All right. We'll wait and see uh, what happens with his ability in the next couple of months. Last one before I let you go. Yeah. Stuart, appreciate you jumping on the program. You've got a bevy of runners going around at Goulburn 
and a couple at Gosford, of course, on Saturday. Goulburn tomorrow. Out of the four or five or six you've got nominated, Stu, do you have one that maybe the punters can nail down? Oh, that's a terrible question. No. <laughs> These are young dogs, and they're, they're very green, and they're just learning the ropes, you know. Um, their form looks terrible, but they're a lot better than the form suggests. Mm-hmm. They're just a little bit nervy at the moment, and uh, you know, like kids going to school for the first time, they're a bit petrified. Uh, I know I was when I was a kid. I remember climbing up the window and running home. Uh, so they sort of <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what they're a bit like, like I was when I first went to school. They're not really happy yet, but once they settle into the routine, I think they'll come good. Um, there's a couple of them in hard races tomorrow. Um, lend me 60. He's in a pretty tough mm-hmm. field, but he can run a hell of a lot better than his form suggests. Uh, what else is there? Uh, that other maiden, uh, Ferrari, he's not really putting much in at the moment, but he's better than that, uh, better than he's showing. Um, uh, oh, the old fellow, he's not that old, he's only two and a half. Um, he's really trying his guts out. Uh, Shawshank Red, he, he's a little trier. We tried to we tried to give him away after he won his maiden, and no one wanted him. And now he's won seven, so it was good that no one wanted him. He's come good. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that, Stu. Well, yeah. Shawshank Red going around Goulburn race five, lend me sixty race eight tomorrow, and then has ability race seven on the card Saturday night at Gosford yes. for the summer six hundred. Mate, I wish you and Clint all the best. Safe travels for Clint heading up, and hopefully I'll be talking. Yep. To one of you after you take out the $25,000 final on Saturday night. Good on you, mate. That would be good. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Simon. There he goes. Stewie Hazlitt, trainer of Has Ability. We'll take a quick break. Craig Chapelo on the other side. At Tab, we're on for Greyhounds this Thursday night. Place a win bet on races one to six at Albion Park, Sandown Park and Angle Park. And if your dog runs second, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's a bonus bet back up to $50 if your dog runs second at three tracks this Thursday night. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. <laughs> Introducing the all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. Silence never felt so loud. Visit kia.com.au to find out more. Kia, movement that inspires. The Vince Curry Memorial to be staged at the Ipswich Showgrounds on Saturday, February 3 is Australia's richest maiden series with outstanding prize money of $75,000 to the winner. The winner's honour roll includes Queensland Hall of Fame inductees, high earner and just the best, making this event the nursery of future champions. Go to racingqueensland.com.au for further information. Queensland is racing. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Yeah, welcome back to Going Greyhound. Simon Orchard with you on your Thursday morning. Hope you're enjoying the program. We'll get to Craig Chapelow in just a moment, but news just in from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Due to forecasts of extreme temperatures in the Hunter Valley on Sunday afternoon, the race meeting at Musselbrook, so this is the Musselbrook Cup meeting, has been moved from a twilight slot to an early morning time slot. The opening event on the 10-race card will commence just before 10 o'clock at 9.57. The feature event, the Musselbrook Cup, worth 25K, 
will now be run at 11.37am. So just repeating, uh, that Musselbrook meet on Sunday for participants or for fans, if you want to head out to the track, it's going to be a morning meeting. Jump on the dogs.com.au for all that info. Uh, about Musselbrook. There you go. Let's welcome in Craig Chapelow because he'll be heading to Musselbrook on Sunday. We'll get a live reaction from what he thinks about that. Morning, Craig. Yeah, good morning, Simon. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, good decision, I'm assuming. I think 39 degrees was the forecast for Sunday. Do you agree with moving the meeting forward? Oh, definitely, yeah. I think the welfare of the dogs uh, comes first. So uh, if they think that that's going to try and keep us out of the hottest part of the day, then it's a good move. And to do it early, it gives everyone a chance to make some plans. I know with me, I'm in at Gosford on uh, Saturday night, so that's got to be a, a late finish there and then an early start on Sunday. But it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, as long as the welfare of the dogs, that's the main thing. Yeah, well said, mate. Uh, look, I guess it, it almost lends into my first question as well. You're probably sick of talking about it, but... For those who missed it, there was a bit of a kerfuffle in the heats last week with Embrace. Part of that may have had to do with it being an afternoon meeting and some shadows across the track, but she almost didn't get her spot in the final. Craig, for those that maybe missed it, can you just run us through what happened? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, down the down the back straight, Embrace was quite well in front and doing it, doing it pretty easy. And then uh, coming around the, the top turn there, she... Seemed to balk initially. I thought the worst that uh, something like a uh, an injury had occurred, and then uh, she quickly picked herself up and kept chasing to the line. And yeah, we we quickly uh, the trainers around the start there worked it out that there's a big shadow cast across the uh, top bend there from a tree. And with Musselbrook not racing at that time slot before, it probably hadn't been noticed before. But it had been some previous uh, races where we'd noticed dogs not handling the track as well and, and I think this shadow was uh, causing a lot of the problems so I suppose moving it forward hopefully that might alleviate uh, my problems with Embrace. I know she'd had a look at the track now which will help but um, yeah even so it was a little bit concerning uh, coming around that home turn there as to what the dogs were actually seeing like it was it looked like they were running into a a dead end kind of thing with the shadow there. So, um, yeah, this might might help with that problem anyway. Yeah, maybe a good learning point as well for everyone involved, not just, of course, trainers, owners, participants, but the stewards uh, on the day. Can you take us inside the room, I guess, to an extent, Craig? I know I was at the track. There was a bit of confusion about exactly what was happening and the process, I guess, around what exactly happened in the hour or so following the race. Can you, I guess, give our listeners an insight into exactly what the conversations were and how you ended up coming to the point where she was just going to get maybe an unofficial warning, I guess? Yeah, well, basically the stewards follow the protocols of vetting the dog and then she had to go through the swabbing process. And with no injury being found, and uh, we found ourselves in the inquiry but um to the credit of the stewards they'd had time to view the footage and um they believed that there was no no reason to penalize embrace officially uh with any sort of um stand down or anything along that line so uh yeah she was clear to take a spot in the final uh which common sense prevailed but uh it was a little bit nerve-wracking just not knowing uh how they were going to deem the incident, uh, obviously, I believe she obviously balked at something like uh, on the track that wasn't a, a fail to chase or anything like that. So, uh, but yeah, that half an hour to an hour leading into the inquiry was uh, a little bit yeah, nervy to not know which way it was going to go. But as I say, I think the common sense prevailed and the stewards, um, yeah, looked upon uh, her in a, in a positive way and um, gave her a chance to go around this Sunday. 
Yeah, faultless track record. Group 1 winner, what, 72 starts, over $200,000 in prize money. And I get it, due process has to take place, but I think you're spot on, mate. Common sense, common sense prevailed, I should say. And she takes her spot in box five, race seven, as we mentioned, the new time, 11.37am, Musselbrook Cup on Sunday. Uh, the race on paper, Craig, looks like the three big guns and the rest, of course, the two Gat Dogs, Ritza Deborah and Leg Speed, boxed in six and seven. But we know that's definitely not the case. What do you think of the final field? Yeah, no, the good field's been uh, drawn together, definitely, for some of the locals. And uh, obviously, the, uh, Mark and Daniel and I sent a few up there, and, and they've drawn five, six, seven, which uh, makes the final even more interesting because they're the three heat winners. So uh, any advantage there sort of uh, comes back to the field a little bit with uh, the wider draws. I, I think, I guess, Embrace being going out of the same box again, I sort of know what she can do from that box. Um, six and seven now, they're going to have to uh, deal with a wider draw. So um, I think between the three of them, they're, they're probably the ones to beat. Uh, the dog out in the eight goes well as well, and then you couldn't write off any of the others if they get a clear run early being boxed inside. But... Uh, I'm sort of happy in five. Um, it just comes down to who can get around uh, that long run to the first turn, who can be in a good position there, really. So uh, there's some strong dogs amongst them. So uh, you want to be somewhere near the lead. Craig Chapelow is my guest on Going Greyhounds this morning. Embrace will jump uh, in the Musselbrook Cup final on Sunday. You mentioned the speed out in the eight. Dan Seuss uh, led leg speed through the first turn in the heat. So... I guess that adds an element of intrigue to the run to the first corner. Uh, Craig, I've spoken to you about this on a couple of occasions, but your support of country racing, mate, I think needs to be uh, cheered. You're probably well, one of the better city, city-based supporters of country racing in the last 12 months. You went out to Dubbo, you went to Gunnedah, and I know that's just part and parcel of travelling if you've got a good dog, but does it bring you satisfaction, mate, seeing you know this girl who's been so special to you making big finals and still racing so well at about three and a bit years of age? Oh, very much so, yeah. I look back on the start of her career. It started off in the Robert Smith Memorial up at the Gardens when she was beat by French Martini, and it doesn't seem that long ago, but... All of a sudden, two years coming up to, the, to that same race in a couple of weeks' time. So time does get away. But, yeah, she's, you've got to have the right dog, I suppose, to travel because um, it is a lot of kilometres. And, um, yeah, they, a lot of the time they go in without seeing the track. So you need a, a special sort of dog and embrace as being that dog. And then I've had others, luckily, like I'm loving it. And uh, a couple of overflow bow and, and the type that have managed to win first up on track. So you definitely uh, do need a good dog to be able to travel but um the country is great like as a as a kid we we're always at Mossvale or Appen or, or further further afield so uh it's sort of good to get back to some of these uh regional centers and experience something different each week and um it's not only for the dogs but it's sort of freshen up for them and and for us to see something different as well so I'm always happy to support country where I can. Good on you, mate. Well, you mentioned Overflow, Overflow Bow in there. Let's just quickly talk about the litter pair there, Overflow Bow and Overflow Jill. Jill was a wonderful winner last week at Wentworth Park. Uh, Bow, I believe, off the track just for a little period. But what can we expect from those two in the next 12 months and the hopes? How high do you think they can go, mate? Yeah, well, obviously at this stage, Overflow Bow's probably got a few more runs on the board than his uh, sister. But in saying that, the last couple of weeks, she's really risen in grade and, and her times have um, improved so um, I, I've got a good opinion of her as well she's got brilliant early pace and she's pretty faultless the way she runs the races so uh, 
she's in a tough little field up there at Gosford on Saturday night, but probably got the, the draw to suit, so um, she'll need to, to be at her best there to win that one. And uh, as for Bo, uh, we're looking at Bulleye Cup for him coming up in a couple of weeks. He's just been making a few little mistakes uh, since he won up in Brisbane, and um, they're just trying to sort those out and hopefully get on top of that. If he begins like he can, uh, I think he'll really show how good a dog he is. Uh, probably been the fastest dog we've ever had so um yeah i really really look forward to the next six to 12 months with both of them to be honest uh there's some good races all around the country and uh as you learn pretty quick but you've got to just take one step at a time with them and um yeah so full life is on the immediate future for Bo, and and probably looking at maybe a derby and oaks at richmond for the two of them in the next few weeks Exciting times, Craig. Uh, Overflow Jill, race eight on that program Saturday night. It's a queen of the coast, girls only race, and there's some real talent in there. My Hepburn, Zipping Teresa, Kenya Smurfette as well uh, as Nangar Gypsy and Tootsie Tears for Mike Ivers. So red hot field there Saturday night. Uh, Craig, I guess the punters want to know, have you got a best bet over the next couple of days? you got one in at Dapto tonight, I believe. Overflow Jill, Embrace and Sweet City Gal. Which one would you be punting on? Yeah, uh, tonight down at Dapto, um, little one Vintage Mel that Dad owns, uh, she's been trialling well. We just had a few setbacks over the last couple of months getting her up to the 500 metres, but I think uh, we've finally got past all of those problems and she's uh, well drawn there tonight. She's got a lot of early pace in a small field. Uh, there's a couple of uh, smart dogs amongst them, but if she can get out um, like she normally does, she's very similar to Jill and what she can run early, so I'd give her a good hope uh, at Dapto there tonight. Vintage Mel Race 5, Box 4. Uh, there you go, straight out of Craig Chapelow's mouth. Mate, always a pleasure to chat. Best of luck over the next coming days, but especially with Embrace on Sunday. Travel safe, mate, and I'll see you up there. Good on you, Simon, and just a quick shout-out to uh, Roxy and Josh. They're listening in the car, and they're off to school <laughs> tomorrow, so their last day of freedom today, and then uh, they'll be off to school. So uh, all the best to <laughs> you guys. Roxy and Josh, there you go. Good stuff. Craig Chapelow, always very generous with his time. Uh, just a few best bets today. You just heard Vintage Mill at Dapto tonight. You can go 7-3 Surge's Banner as well. That's 7-3 at Dapto. And Gunnadar, 3-8 Delar Star is the best bet at Gunnadar. That's race three. Number eight, that's going Greyhounds for another week. Stick to the dogs.com.au for all the reaction from our features over the coming days. Uh, and good luck on the punt if you're having a bet as well. Until next week, hooroo.